I'm sexy. We're live. <laughs> We're live now. Hey, everybody, and what's going on? And welcome to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is episode number 134. Your haven at the end of the week to kick back, relax, and listen to a bunch of chill guys just talk about gaming news and banter, all kinds of gaming news going on throughout the week. I'm your host, Invader, and we've got a bunch of news to discuss. But first, let me introduce everybody on tonight's panel. And of course, I hope everybody is having a wonderful long Memorial Day weekend. Jeremy, you first, bud. Happy long weekend to you, brother. How you been? What's happening? Yo, my father came in for my birthday and surprised me. So, uh, yeah, he came in. He was with my nephew. Um, my nephew's actually going to, he's 15 years old and he's actually going to work, uh, at the store I work with and help out for the summer. So that's exciting. He's going to stay with me, but my father's here now. He leaves on Tuesday. So I got that going on. And, um, today was the first time I've gamed in a while. So I only gamed for about an hour, but I got a chance to play, um, game that I play. Oh my God. Um, uh, I'll get back to me on that one. I gotta remember exactly which one. It's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. You heard it here, folks. It's been a while. Jeremy's uh, Jeremy's not thinking right today. All right, nope. um, <laughs> Megatron. Uh, how you been, buddy? Have you been taking advantage of uh, the long weekend? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I did work a little bit today, and I worked a lot yesterday. Um, I tried to play uh, a little bit, but uh, I tell you what, I know I remember the game that I was playing, man. Shaolin versus Wu Tang. Oh yeah, awesome game, man. Well, it really brings back a lot of great memories of uh, the karate flicks we used to watch back in the day. You know, born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties, and uh, it was uh, those. Uh, Drive-in movie, Channel 5, I guess on the East Coast where it was, I guess Tri-State area, it was just, man, nostalgia. It was, it's just it's hitting on the right <clears throat> note. Not the best game in the world. <laughs> this is a lot of bugs, and uh, but, you know, but still, it's just something. It's the best 17 bucks I spent uh, this weekend. So, yeah, Shaolin versus Wu-Tang. Check it out. Loving it so far. All right. Yeah, so that's a, it's a fighting game, right? Yeah, it's a fighting game. You know, old school karate flicks, you know, and uh, got some Chuck Norris, little, uh, little bit of everything, you want know, to say, just from back from that era, you know, so, right. yeah, check it out. It's fun. I'm enjoying it so far. Nice, nice. All right. I definitely have to uh, check that out then. Tim, buddy, I hope you're doing well. Uh, ready to dive into things? Tim, you muted Tim. Yeah, I'm uh, actually, like I told you pre-show, I'm actually driving. My audio is not up to par. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm in the car. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the show. I played some uh, after-party. I finished that game. And my friend Pedro, last night, I saw Megatron. I was waiting for him to hit me up. But uh, he didn't, thank God, because I was kind of tired. But uh, <laughs> other than that, maybe we'll game um, tonight. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Now you were talking. I think you had mentioned something on Twitter about the loading screens for that game. Are they like really bad? I think the 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 whole uh, there's a lot of like if you play the game, 
you'll notice what I'm talking about. There's a lot of like dropping, and, and it seems like everything is loading in the background, especially when you take the taxi or when you go um, from location to location. You can tell mm-hmm. the way the game is designed, um, it's lagging behind. I mean, uh, you know, this performance wise, uh, honestly, it's not it's not good at all. Um, unless it's like I got a bad version, but it's it's really running rough for me. Uh, aside from that, you know, it's not a game that you uh, kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's no precision involved. It's, 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 you know, it's basically click A to answer a question or to say something. Uh, but overall, if you like that game, um, what was the game that was the same type of game with the uh, Oxen Free, maybe it's called? Yeah, I think it's from the yeah, same dev. Right. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as that, but it's kind of like uh, with the darker humor and, um, uh, you know, it's a kind of a take on that. Uh, other, you know, other than that, if you like that game, if you like Doxen Free, you'll like this game. Um, but it's it's just, uh, well, we'll talk about Game Pass in a second, but uh, just one of those games that I'd never play if I didn't have Game Pass. But since I have it and it's in there, I gave it a try. I actually ended up finishing it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I tried it too. I, I thought it was okay. Like, I, I didn't really get through it. I don't think it's for me per se, but it's definitely got some interesting dialogue and, and art style, and I, I might get back to it at some point. Um, Shock Buddy, you're up next. How's your long weekend been? Uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, luckily, I have automatically uh, Memorial Day off at my job, so that's nice. Um, I forget what it, now. I got now. Jeremy's got that contagious. Can't remember anything that was just out of my mind two seconds ago. Man, <laughs> I looked oh, at my phone. I was like, lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's exactly what just happened. So, so I was playing a uh, Man Eater, which is actually a pretty wow. game. Oh. It's actually a pretty good game. I got that game downloading right now. Yeah, it's a good game. You guys will like it. It's pretty. It's mindless fun. Uh, so it's it's pretty good. Oh, so that game that you were talking shit about <laughs> us giving away a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was just giving you a hard time about it, but um, you know those types of games, those quirky games, especially if they have like RPG elements, are pretty good. So that one's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely remember now. It's a. It was Injustice uh, Two. I finally went back to. I never. I stopped before they released all those extra characters, and I know I had purchased the season pass for all the the characters they put in it. Um, but man, they make it really hard on Xbox. Like normally, your managed downloads, they'll have all your DLC you've ever gotten. Mm. Uh, but yet, I had to actually go in the store, go find some of the packs, and like issue them to download right there. So it's like kind of annoying, but. Um, got into some justice and uh, some Killer Instinct a little bit. That the combat in that game is so satisfying. I don't know why it's not like more popular. It's definitely probably the funnest fighting game out there, t- in my opinion. When you're actually the, the gameplay mechanics. All these fighting games you're mentioning, you didn't try the Shaolin versus Wu Tang. <laughs> it's probably yeah. past your time, though, man. But, uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I played Shaq Fu back in the day, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, after uh, that, I just probably missed it. 
Uh, too funny. Yeah, lots of fighting games coming out. That's interesting. Yeah, um, Mortal Kombat DLC. Did you see that stuff? Uh, with RoboCop and whatever else. That yeah. looks pretty good too. That That's RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah. Since I saw RoboCop and Mortal Kombat. I had to start laughing. I'm like, yeah. And it's also 1980s RoboCop. It's not the the remake RoboCop too. It's the best oh. one, man. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's just 40 bucks, though. It's kind of steep. It is, it is, but uh, that's cool though. Like the trailer that they showed off for that, that got me hyped. I mean, I, I don't have Mortal Kombat, but man, that that really sent the nostalgia feels just skyrocketing. So, very interesting. Uh, Centurion, or as I like to call you now, Fifty Centurion. Uh, how you been, bud? What is up, man? Um, I'm doing great. Still tackling the backlog. Like I said, I got Man Eater in the. Uh, download queue right now and i have also discovered the secret to time travel is not a flux capacitor it is an ssd drive with one that you can do any apparently with the right ssd drive you can do anything there kids sorry that was like an inside joke for me tim dog at least gets it that's what i'm loving about it tim dog gets it right there <laughs> I, I had somebody hit me up with another ssd post you know what i mean i've never seen so much talk about ssd in my life but it just like there really is. has to be a meme of somebody with the delorean and they have to photoshop a ssd drive in the back where the uh, flux capacitor goes because apparently with that there, there you go right there yeah if you, if you guys Tim, if you remember, I used to have the um, when the elite con the elite Xbox came out, launching with the SSD card built inside the system. I believe it was a yes. five hundred gigabyte, and I didn't see. Uh, I mean, obviously the technology has changed since then, but I didn't see a significant uh, difference in download. Load faster. Yeah, I mean a little yep. bit, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's just like people think they're gonna get these gargantuan gains, especially in the graphics end of it. Um, I think a lot of uh, people really have their heads blown up about this and um, not grasping what's the reality of it. And I think that uh, there'll come a time when, you know, like people out there really believe PS5 is more powerful than Xbox Series X. And I know that we're an Xbox podcast. Well, yeah. Um, but well, I, I know that article. I know that article put things to rest easily. Um, I forgot right, exactly I mean, when the games. I, I think I'm I'm very very confident that when the games come out, um, yeah. and they're playing the same game, you know, there's going to be a difference, and uh, it's going to favor Xbox. I think that's going to put a lot of the. Uh, I don't know, Tim. Uh, what, what about Grassgate, Tim? What about Grassgate? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> well, they got to woo us over with their own grass, right? So, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, moving on, fellas. Now, before we get into tonight's topics, I would like to make a bit of a special announcement. Now, TXR, along with three other community podcasts, those being Four Guys with Quarters the original Next Level Gaming, and the Retro Renegades podcast have formed a sort of collaborative group, you could say. And it's called the Gamers United Guild. And it's a supportive, it's to support the positive com community shows out there. And we have 
a lot of respect for these shows, whether it's through interviews, group analysis, and whatever banter that goes on in these shows and whatnot. And we just want to highlight the quality shows out there, shine a spotlight on them for their creativity. And you know what? We've even got a logo or a badge whipped up by the very talented graphic god, J-Dubs. He's actually in the chat. And I am going to share this right now. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, J-Dub looks really good, man. Good job. Let's see. There we go. Nice. Time to unveil this sucker. Gamers United Guild. You got... Next Level Gaming, Retro Renegades, Four Guys with Quarters, and the TXR Podcast. Now, again, guys, like if you see this floating around, it's to help bring awareness to our constructive shows. And who knows? You may see some inter-show activities in the coming future. Stay tuned for more and definitely check out these unique podcasts, NLG, Retro Renegades, and Four Guys with Quarters. Very, very uh awesome groups and uh yeah definitely definitely support these guys you know i'll never forget the time where uh four guys with quarters and txr podcast that was back in the day when we had Rand and maka uh they challenged us to a um, soccer cars match and yeah i think we i think yeah rocket league and we got i think we got annihilated to be honest but um you know, I think we held our own for a little while, yeah, and in the end, we, you know, they pulled away. But that was good. I think maybe we should do something like that. Um, I don't know. Megatron might fall asleep in the process, but ah, um, we could do something. <laughs> Starting early in the show. Hey, actually, <laughs> what, I woke up when I saw that the price of Man Eater was thirty nine ninety nine. I, I thought it was on Game Pass at first, uh, <clears> but uh. <throat> Yeah, if anybody's balling enough <laughs> to want to pick that up for me, go ahead. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, that's we, when I met you guys, though. I think. I mean, w- I mean, yeah. was that the same time when Phil was playing? I mean, yeah, you games. were on. You were on the. In fact, I think what is. I don't know if it was a day before, or a day after. Phil jumped mm-hmm. on. We played with Phil, mm-hmm. and you got on, and then, um, yeah. I was gonna I say, think why Major- would it have to be soccer cars? What about some uh, good old fashioned team building Rainbow Six Siege? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I don't care, dude. I've played that game with friends and like versus, and that game just breeds hate. That's why I would never play that game with against friends. Well, at that time when, when uh, I keep wanting to say soccer cars. But uh, Rocket League, when that came cars. out, when I came out though, that was the whole big thing. That was whole controversy. Why is it soccer cart? Yeah, why is it Xbox? And it was doing, it was kicking butt, you know, with sales and everything, I guess, or uh, you know, on the PlayStation, and they got it for free at that time, I think, you know, and eventually at that yeah. time it finally came out. And uh, I think also that was when Mooch was saying <laughs> he'll never buy it. He'll never buy it. Somebody had to get it to him or whatever. It's it's still a really popular game. It's still fun. My my uh, son just picked it up. My son's been playing it. I think we have another Xbox downstairs. He loves that game. So he it's a great game. It's a great game. So many gameplay possibilities. Just it's a great game. Mm -hmm. I love the uh, Back to the Future car in it. Starts lighting up. uh, Whenever you hit that boost, has those flames in the back on like you're uh, going down the street. Yeah, great Scott. 
Yeah. No, definitely. You know, we we yeah, we should have a a soccer cars night, a, a rocket league. We can do. Hey, Jeremy <laughs> might like this. Even uh, see if thieves night. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh. Maybe Hold a man eater night. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Actually, wait, I don't think there's any multiplayer in that. It's just a single player, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I was just joking. I know, but it just... <laughs> She's uh, a man-eater. That's every time I think of this, uh, of that, when we talk about this, I think of that song. <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. But, uh, all right, guys. I think with all that out of the way, we will get into tonight's first topic. And it seems like Xbox Game Pass just keeps growing. Like, there's no end in sight. And according to a recent article, Xbox Game Pass is leading one of its biggest competitors, PS Now, by, well, about a four to one margin. PS Now has about, like, 2.2 million users, while Xbox Game Pass has over, like, well over 10 million users. Now, this, it's a very impressive number, especially when you take into account the PlayStation 4's dominance over the Xbox One in console sales this gen alone. Now, Tim, I'm going to head straight to you on this one. Why is Xbox Game Pass, uh, the service, just so much more popular despite the, the gap in the console sales? Well, you have to realize two things. Uh, it was out a lot of PS, PS, PSN or now has been out a lot longer than Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I think that Sony never really took it seriously. Um, until they saw what Game Pass did. Game Pass came in, uh, they, you know, put out a bold service, and it was doing well, you know, what you would think, and then they doubled down on it, and they put all their first-party games on it, as we know, day and day. And, um, you know, uh, one of the big reasons is that people learned about that, so you wouldn't have to buy... Uh, you know, $60 game um, every, you know, four months, you could just buy this service. So that was one of the things that propelled them to a lead. Uh, you know, people say the dollar service, the dollar thing, the dollar conversion. Um, while that's true, um, from what I've heard, that when they first started it, uh, which was in uh, May of 2019, they have regained a majority of those customers. So even though people are signing up for the dollar, they're sticking on to the service. Uh, as you know, it's a one-time deal. Uh, mm-hmm. You can convert your existing uh, Xbox Live. So that, that propelled them to the lead. Sony in the last year has made strides. They changed the pricing system. They actually added some third-party uh, you know, titles that were pretty big. Uh, they recently had control uh, in the service. Uh, I, but I just think overall, I think Microsoft has been um, a lot more aggressive about it. They made it a part of their ecosystem. And I just don't think Sony was ever um, that serious about it. And now I think that they're beginning to get serious about it. Um, and with the flick of a switch, if Sony goes day and day with their games, even though that's you know something that people say won't happen, but if they do, they're gonna probably exceed uh, Xbox Game Pass, just on based on 
the their first party, uh, you know, I would say I would say dominance at this point, um, and the fact that they have more of a global, uh, you know, global uh, brand recognition uh, advantage over Xbox. So that's up to them when they want to do it, um, and I do think that that is going to happen probably, maybe not in the first two years, but. Um, that's what I attribute the lead to. Uh, I believe in, in, in the quarter one, not quarter two, they were over 10 million. They just didn't want to say because if they said that they were over 10 million, obviously third party is going to be queued in and they're going to want more of their share. They're going to make uh, getting games secured for third party that much harder because they know that they're making that much money. So I'd say that they're uh, over 12, 13 million at this point. And I think that they're looking to be uh, over 15 million by Halo. So it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And uh, it is a part of uh, Xbox's ecosystem full force. And not to mention, doesn't you know, it perform better too? Um, I mean, so it's a streaming service PS now as opposed to where Microsoft has theirs situation. Yeah, you You're can, actually able to download the game. And that's exactly you know, it. You Most can, people still you can, can get streaming. Well, you can, you can download the games on PlayStation Now also. Okay, now you, so you can. can. Yeah. Now you can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, All most right. people don't know that, and that's that's their issue on getting out that message. People still think it's just stream only. Right. Right. Well, you know, I could make the I can make the argument, Tim, that on paper, PlayStation Now is a better product. I can make that argument because number one, it has wrong. over it has over six hundred and fifty titles. Super you old know, games. Are the old games that nobody wants to play? That's still, that's still, that's still 650 games. Uh, you know, 500 of those that Xbox doesn't have. You mean the payoff and, for backward compatibility? Hold yeah, on that's, that's, the, that's the thing. Is that <laughs> Xbox is backwards compatibility to, to combat that point, and that's free. So. Right. But there's 650 games. A lot of those games are really good games. Spider-Man, Bloodborne, you know, say what you want about those games. Nino Cooney. But I can go down that list that, you know, a lot of these games that Control was one of them, what you just said. Resident Evil 7. I mean, there's so many games on there that, again, Xbox platform doesn't have. And you're still getting those games, 650 games for 10, bu- 10 bucks. You know, again, you can make art. It's what? It's still oh, never, mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. They did blow it. Wow. That's if you buy the year service. It was twenty. It lowered it down to ten recently. <laughs> Don't let yeah, Jeremy you buy talk. The year service, it's sixty-nine ninety-nine or something. No. So, I mean, you could you can still make the argument, but I think Tim was what Tim was saying was true. I think they didn't put emphasis on the product itself, and now that they're starting to do that, uh, a lot of that help. I'm not sure why Sony uh, put God of War on there and then took it off. I think they received a lot of uh, criticism and just hoopla over the fact that God of War was on there. And, it was, long, it was know, temporary you, to begin with. It was, when they yeah. announced it. Spider-Man too. It's just three months. That's what they're doing for all of their yeah. big major games. If they yeah. go oh, in there, really? it's three months. They call it and, premium. Uh, they, they have a, a name for it for their first-party games that are entering in there. Hmm. I forget what it's like. And, premium. I don't yeah. what it is. Can you blame Sony for not taking it serious in the beginning? Because during the beginning of PS Now, that was a total different uh, world. We were just getting out of the whole idea of 
uh, DRM and locking yeah. games down to consoles and stuff. So people all of a sudden had like planted themselves firmly in the sand saying, no, this is, we want to own our games. And so they had no interest in a, and in, in what was essentially like a Netflix or game rental service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, night and day from when they first started out PSN and now no, it's, what was, what was downer saying though? I didn't mean to interrupt him. No, no, I was just, I was just saying, making the the case that you know you could say that it's a better product on paper, but I'm not saying that's not true. But on paper, you can make that argument. On paper, not really. When you actually see on paper that on you know, quality. we'll put it, we'll put it, well, we'll put it on paper right now. Um, Xbox on paper, you could take a disc from even all the way back into the original OG Xbox. And stick it into a current Xbox, and as long as it's part of the backwards compatibility titles, that disc will work. With PlayStation, on that's the only other hand, that's on only paper, a handful of games. But it's only a handful of games. But PlayStation on the PlayStation, it's none of their games. See that on, and that's on paper. Like it's just like none of their games. So it's just like, well, I could see if you didn't own any of these games, how PlayStation would be the better value because you're like, oh my god, I'll have access to all these games. But if you're an avid game collector that has a huge, extensive library, and you're like, well, I already own all these games. Why can't I put the disc in? And so it, it, it like, so there's that's where I see the other half of it on paper is I don't believe that um, PlayStation should be locking um, those games behind a paywall. If you own the disc, if you own the disc, you should be able to slap that thing in and there's your license. I know what you're saying. about. I know what you're saying about the options, but let's be honest. There's only a hat, not even, I mean, just a small percentage of people who go back and play those, those, uh, you know, those kinds of games. Very small percentage. Now, I know. Now, I'm not, now but I know I'm not going back. But we're, you're not. So you're telling me as soon as the Series X comes out, you're gonna burn your entire yeah. Xbox One library. Uh, to be honest, I don't have any uh, any physical copies of games. Yeah, but, I have oh, just, so copies. you're, you're <laughs> going to just delete your account because backwards compatibility is starting to become a big thing because look at the size of like our digital libraries. You're just going to throw that in there. No, 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 it's all right. New generation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's even it's from a third-party perspective, I think Xbox is uh, doing a better job. If you look at games like Street Fighter Four that just came out, My Friend Pedro, even the bigger games, uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, Two, um, you know they've they've done I think a better job considering that too. They've had more indies. Um, they've been more on top of the service than Sony has been, and like you said, even taking to. Even though it's good to have God of War there, I just think that they should just leave it there. Um, yeah, I agree. Them taking it out after three, three, three uh, months hurts the service. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how serious they're going to get, but the fact of the matter is, is that if Xbox keeps building on what it's doing with this, you know, you're talking about um, when we did the math, and we're not going to do it again, but you're talking about, uh, you know, a billion dollars worth of revenue a year and that can fund think about how many you know, think about first of all when people say well are the xbox developers getting paid for this are they getting paid like i'm worried about that uh, there's no reason to worry about that because they do get paid fact, they do get paid getting paid more and, than gearbox um, that is a non-issue because <laughs> when you're bringing in that type of money 
um, there's ways that obviously the developer can get compensated in, in many different ways, uh, but they're making money. And uh, I just think that Microsoft honestly took it serious from the beginning where Sony was in a situation where they started and it was streaming, which, you know, which was cool, but it didn't really hit off um, like they would have. And then they saw what Xbox Game Pass was doing, and they kind of transitioned into that. Um, but if they really want to get serious, I, I just think that they got to take the, the service more seriously. And um, why not? I mean, if I'm looking at their if their library and I'm looking at everything, uh, you know, I don't think that it hurts gamers to have a Game Pass or to have a PSN. You know, now that that just gives you a plethora of games to play. It's just the way it's going to be. You know, you have Stadia as well. Or Stadia, they're doing the same thing. They're offering um, a ton of games too, and uh, you know they're going to keep pushing the, the envelope too. So Sony doesn't even uh, give you if, the. If they want to really get serious, they're going to have to <laughs> now, uh, push it. Can I at least throw it out there? Do we expect Sony to duplicate um, Xbox exactly? You know, I do believe each company should try to differentiate themselves from not being exactly like their competition. So if PlayStation feels they want to take treat certain games on a premium level and like kind of like shell game them, shell game them in and out of the service, um, I guess that's just one of the. I don't want to say pitfalls, but that's just one of the differences in the features of the services. Um, and right. definitely, you know, it's it's kind of like, like you want to be on the, the best-selling platform, 100 million sold, um, you know, go over to Sony where you, you're going to get these amazing first-party uh, single-player experiences. If you want to go over to where there's a, a more emphasis on the, the network and a little bit more stability when it comes to the quality of that network. And, yeah, it's not the, the most selling console on the market, uh, but it's a pretty tight community over there. And uh, Xbox, and they also have a, a, some pretty good multiplayer games as well if you want to go out and be social. Yeah, you so, I mean, like Cliffy? total total night and day differences of just <laughs> how they function. So I don't expect Microsoft, I mean, excuse me, Sony to duplicate um game pass exactly they're trying to find i guess their own niche to kind of compete but also at the same way make their own service yeah it's nice that they all three have are going out the market you know in a different way so it's not they're all not doing the exact same thing but it's funny that sony doesn't give you the ps4 versions of the last of us or uncharted collection they make you buy the make you pay the ps3 uh, at the end of the day they can definitely put something out there that's beneficial to the consumer and that's different than Oh yeah. So like what if micro now what if Sony all of a sudden does something with PS now that's absolutely freaking mind blowing and totally different than Microsoft? That's micro Microsoft will notice and be like, oh, maybe we should try that. So like what was what Shockley well, was saying, the competition and the differences in the in the uh the programs, you know, one's gonna be you know, basically uh, one will <sighs> be showing the other guy what and what not to do. it's kind of like mm-hmm. a balancing. And I think that's what Tim was saying in regards to, uh, you know, some of these first party titles that are coming out. If they come out day and date, I think that gives a leg up for Sony, uh, you know, in the Xbox platform. Could you imagine if The Last of Us 2 dropped on uh, PS Now? I mean, that's going to really 
grab some numbers and attention from a lot of people. I don't care what side of the fence right. you play on, but uh, yeah. And you're gonna see these numbers increase as as the Halo uh, Halo comes out in December. If it comes out in December, uh, you're gonna see a massive increase and a push for game Game Pass subscribers. You know, because you know once it comes out on PC, is it coming out on PC day and day as with console or no? Later on, we do we as know far yet? as we know, like they All haven't first really party titles have. Not well. That's not exactly true. I mean, we're still Which waiting one? for uh, Gears Tactics for console. Well, I mean, all of them have come to PC at either either first or at the same time. Yeah, true. But they haven't really said any. They haven't set, stated anything. They kept their mouths pretty tight with regards like Gears to. Did and uh, I can't see them so, not doing it with all this build up with Master Chief Collection building up to November. They'd be mm-hmm. stupid not to just go on that momentum for the PC, uh, PC, and Steam. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how much uh, increase uh, Game Pass improves, um, you know, the months coming up with the launch of Halo and some of these other titles that are coming out. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then you look at the scope of even Project X Cloud as well. I mean, that's another feather in Microsoft's uh, Game Pass uh, coming very soon. And people forget, I mean... PlayStation Now, it's only available in a select amount of countries, whereas Game Pass, it's actually available in 40 countries right now, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it needs to be the next step as far as uh, downloading an app and getting it up and running with some of these games. I think that still needs to happen um, Event this year. I mean, maybe we're going to see that E3... Um, you know, I, oh, I'm not E3, but um, what's that? Summer Fest or whatever they call it. Oh, so I or, think that needs, yeah. that needs to happen. Or during the Xbox event, they definitely need to have some news regarding the TV app, if there is one. They mm-hmm. definitely need to work out something with Apple, too, because that's a huge part of the gigantic part of the market. Like, yeah, that's, really a big, that's a big hurt. xCloud. Yeah, that's a big hurdle right now. I mean, as you can see, those who have the – I don't even know if they updated the game one list. Game. <laughs> it's yeah, still that's one. horrible. <laughs> really? And that's that's not going to get it done in today's market, you know, especially when there's how many Apple users on in the market right now? I mean, there's a lot. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a crap ton. Definitely, uh, yeah, they definitely got to go after that. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, and I, I, mean, I can see the re- the reason why too. Apple's putting their own, their own product out, which is Apple Arcade, which is a good service. Um, and they have some nice little titles on there. However, it's not it's nothing compared uh, to what's offered with Game Pass. Yeah, absolutely. Doctor Vodka and, in the chat. Yeah. Don't forget longevity. That's why Sony tries to go so into single player games and bad network. So. Yeah. Good comment. Good comment. Uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Jeremy. Uh, they need to be more aggressive going forward and, uh, you know, try and get some more partnerships going to expand their reach. So, yeah, uh, just it's, it has very impressive numbers and it'll be interesting to see with uh, the launch of next gen and Halo Infinite. Uh, those numbers, as you said, should skyrocket. 
But uh, all right, guys, we're going to move on to our next topic. And that is Minecraft Dungeons is on the cusp of being released. And I believe it's actually on the 26th of May. So in a what, one or two days time. So mm -hmm. very soon, very soon. We're uh, nearly there. And we've started to see some reviews just trickle in for it. And as of right now, we're seeing, well, generally favorable reviews. Now, Metacritic, I'll, I'll use Metacritic right now, is seeing scores in the high 70s just across the board. So things are, they're looking pretty good for the co-op dungeon crawler just early on right now, how it's tracking. Centurion, I'll head to you first on deck with this one. Do you think that, uh, this will turn out as a success for Xbox Game Studios, or will this game just be gone soon after it releases? I'm really hoping it. I'm okay, so I think it's going to be a success for the Minecraft fans, and I know there's a serious amount of Minecraft fans out there. Um, so <laughs> when you sent me, you know, the topics, and I will be truthful, I never played the original Minecraft. Minecraft Dungeons does kind of like uh, pique my interest. I do want to check it out. <clears throat> now, I've never really played a dungeon crawler. Um, I've actually got my brother wanting to uh, do Diablo 3 with me for the first time ever. So mm -hmm. that's probably going to be my first experience. But the one thing I liked about reading the reviews and watching the reviews from people that were fans of Minecraft and we'll get into the non-fans in a second. Um, so in reading their reviews, um, they definitely uh, call it my first dungeon crawler. If you've never experienced mm -hmm. a dungeon crawler uh, franchise, um, this is definitely going to be a game for you. Um, it's They say it, there's not really too much to kind of overwhelm you. And that's where some of the people are like, oh, it's a vanilla kind of game. Well, wasn't the original Minecraft a kind of vanilla style game? It wasn't something overwhelming. And at the same time, I'm not trying to be a jerk in what I say, but it, it's a children's game. So can we please stop expecting like these adult oriented mechanics in something that does have kids in mind at the end of the day. Come on, you can go get your Minecraft teddy bears um, at your local Walmart. So I don't really see them uh, making this game too overwhelming for a child. Um, and, but when you listen to the difference in the reviews from people that are grading it a from an adult perspective and the, the actual Minecraft perspective of being a fan, total night and day difference. When you listen to the Minecraft fans talk about this game, they talk about how um, you're seeing all the characters that have been in the original Minecraft game being used as enemies, and it feels exactly like a Minecraft game, and they're just really excited for what it's bringing to the um, the actual Minecraft, uh, what's the franchise, the entire world itself. And the one thing that is disturbing me, though, is you brought up the reviews, and mm -hmm. I really do not like Metacritic. I sent you that image. I'll if put you, it up now. Yeah, so this is actually something that was given to me by another community member. It's just like a representation. It's not actual fact. But it kind of shows how we used to grade games compared uh, in the early 2000s to what now Metacritic does. And I'm not a big fan of what they do because um, – a couple guys actually rated the game at an eight, but because of Metacritic's uh, supposed great algorithm, that game got an automatic 80 
because between there's because it takes their eight and just automatically signs it as 80. It doesn't boost it above that. And in my opinion, that's why the numbers right now are down in the seventies is all because of the Metacritic um, uh, algorithm. Mm-hmm. So I really do believe this isn't like a game of the year title, but I do believe it belongs to be up there in the 80s, 81, 82 um, from what I've seen, um, purely because it looks like a very well-crafted game. It's going to definitely uh, lead. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's going to definitely add to the franchise. It, it does it justice. It's definitely what the fans were kind of looking for something different in the minecraft world what do you think downer did any of you guys play the original uh um minecraft i never did so yeah, I have no yeah. Case. I spoke so, about this before my kids are into yeah. it and they've been pulling me in um but uh this 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 four player co-op action is something i'm definitely looking forward to um, so my take on minecraft is simple um you i mean you referred to it as the kids game and yes, in theory, I don't, I don't want to see. I'm not trying to like label it a kid's game. I just got to remember at the end of the day, when the guy who is designing this game thinks about it, he has to remember that there is a kid at the end of the spectrum. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I, I would have to disagree with you on that on that one and just that part because Minecraft is a game for everybody. And what I mean by that is it has a unique depth to that, is that it's unmatched. I mean, I've said this before about minecraft where you know yeah on the surface it looks like a kitty block game you know and, and once you dig deeper in it there's a lot of depth to minecraft no you're and right i think the I same, I think the same goes it that and i think the same goes for minecraft dungeon yes it looks on the on the surface it looks like a kid's game but when you look at it, I mean, it, we're talking about mobs coming in. We're talking about a massive loot system, which is appealing to, you know, not only casual players, but uh, experienced players in oh. the um, in the dungeon. Uh, did you, you know, read some the of the reviews? I, I did not read any some of, of them the were complaining that some of them were complaining that that, that basically yeah. um, if you were an experienced dungeon crawler this game yeah. didn't have as much depth in it as Diablo 3 and that was as, where oh. I was like wow okay so that's where yeah, I will that's... say I, you're right I shouldn't label it as a kids game inclusive is a way better way of it, they basically want to include as many people as possible without overwhelming them and I will say it right now right. from what I've seen of Diablo 3 I'm like oh my god I'm gonna have to like learn a whole new skill set yeah Diablo definitely has a real steep learning curve if you're like not keep, familiar like with the actual game. game to Diablo they really do. Oh, that's horrible. And it baffles me that you've never played a dungeon a dungeon crawler before in your life. That baffles me. So, I, know. I um, know. Whatever. I'm over <laughs> here in the I'm over here in the bushes with the frauds, right? <laughs> sure no, you have. You've no, had no, no. you played Gauntlet Ledges. I know that's very primitive, but I'm sure you played um, that back in the day. You know what people love about Diablo is the um just the hardcore element to it mm-hmm. uh, on top of that the combat mechanics is very it's varied and, and it's i mean it's nice you can build your character to it's not just the loot you pick up but you can build your character um it's just unique in, in terms of that but i think there's a lot of upside to uh minecraft dungeons where they can add like you know just add to his games of service um, keep adding to it and making it better. And I think that's what's going to happen with this 
particular product. So mm, definitely. And I've looked at a lot of the reviews, including uh, Jez Corden's from Windows Central, and you know they've been noticing uh, quite a few. I guess there's room for expansion that you might uh, be able to say. So I think they plan to really support this long term from the looks of it. Well, and they have no reason not to. There's a deluxe for Okay, so here's also another thing. I read in one of the articles this game is like 20 bucks, like the the big or the deluxe version of the game is $30 and with that you're getting I guess some kind of season pass that's going to come with an actual story expansion eventually. So they're already planning to expand this which yeah. is you know, absolutely. So basically, they're already letting you know that this is going to be a long-term game for them. This isn't just going to be a one-and-done. But I can tell you this. I'm going to be playing this game uh, pretty heavily when it comes out. Uh, oh, this Tuesday, my, right? My kid, yeah, with my kids. They love Minecraft, and I love Minecraft. Uh, and I'm going to be playing it day one for a very long time. Mm, definitely. Well, I already have it pre-installed. I'll admit I'm not a... I don't know. Vanilla Minecraft just doesn't do it for me. I, a buddy of mine wants to uh, co-op it with me sometime, but I, I've tried the Minecraft story mode as well. I thought it was okay, but I'll, I'll admit like the Telltale kind of formula doesn't really work for me. But this with the uh, Diablo-style dungeon crawling and uh, uh, just all the intricacies and just the way that it looks, it does get me interested with that co-op aspect and it looks like a lot of fun. So I will definitely be trying it out. We should get a, a TXR game night for it. Actually. I was gonna say, I'll download it and play it with you guys. Definitely. Okay. Now I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's uh, out of the box four players online. I'm not sure. I think it's only no, two. It, no, it's I want four player. Really? It is four player. online. I know it's co-op, uh, you know, in your house, four players, but I'm not sure if there's four players. Pretty I don't know. It is. The IGN okay. thing I watched, they said it's not only four player uh, co op, uh, four player co op, but it's also drop in, drop out. Oh, nice. And I, th I think that's why this game's going to be hugely successful, uh, just based off that. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I think what you're thinking of is we had talked about this before that it would not support matchmaking. So okay. that that might be what oh, it is. Yeah. All right. Maybe yeah, that was it. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Which I mean, if you don't have a lot of friends playing it, you know, it, that might be a drag. But at the same time, maybe I understand why they wouldn't want to, because, again, it does. The game does kind of skew a little bit younger as Centurion was saying, but at the same time, I mean, okay, I say that, but then Jeremy brings up a good point that it does all ages do really enjoy the game. So maybe they could patch that in at some point. So um, I'm just going to say like this um, games that have a much larger demographic when it comes to age range of the actual demographic that, that that company wants playing that game. Like I understand small children play rockstar. I mean, play grand theft auto five, but rockstar <laughs> Games is not building grand theft auto five for small children. So all and again, every, at, every parent loves their kid play Fortnite, And that's that true. Yeah. So I'm just saying, but the minute, so when you broaden the age of your demographic, the more that, that means you have to make your product more family friendly. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And Even I think Nintendo a couple of reviews. Are re yeah. But I think a couple of reviewers actually said that it, it even appeals to the hardcore dungeon crawler. Some, I mean, some were other reviews and I didn't read, I didn't read a single review, but 
I read bits and pieces of them um, where they said it appeals to, you know, appeals to the hardcore. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Sorry, Shock. Did you have something to say? No, I was saying even Nintendo does matchmaking. So with like all their Splatoon and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so they should add it in later, but hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be because it is a little bit of a drag if you have like no friends really to play with. And it is a you, you might like the whole concept of it, but then it's like, well, I don't really have many people to play it with. So it would be yeah, that would be a nice update in the future. But otherwise, yeah, guys, let's definitely get down and play some uh, Minecraft Dungeons uh, later in the week. Sound good? I'm, I'm down. I'm down for whenever to play some games with you guys. All right, yeah, down. let's play. Play anything. And actually, the uh, game the game doesn't even take up that much space. I think it's only like two gigs. Yeah, so. and then also, um, an actual like first run playthrough. If you were like, they say you could grind that game out in about five or six hours, and if you explore around and just kind of look at everything and do everything there is to do, you can about double that first playthrough. And then after that, you get access to the difficulty settings, and you can start dialing up the difficulty. Mm, that's some hardcore block game i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can get into that much blocking but you know what guys i am looking forward to trying it out and again that's like unusual for me to say with a, a minecraft product but i i am i am and that's not i'm not even crapping on the like the game franchise i'm just saying that this does really <clears throat> this does really appeal to me so mm. i think a lot of people are going to be tempted to to try this out especially with it being on game pass and it's on everything too it's coming out on switch playstation 4 xbox one and pc there's going to be a huge pool is it going to be crossplay by the way does anybody know if there's going to be a crossplay no i think because there's no matchmaking it's probably not but don't quote me on it who knows yeah probably yeah don't quote me on this either uh, i don't think so at first but i mean if they do institute some kind of a, or implement a matchmaking feature in the near future don't be surprised if there is crossplay so that would be interesting i'd like to see that but uh, all right, guys, we will move on to the next bit of news. And hey, everybody knows Cliff Blazinski. Uh, you know, he's one of the minds behind creating the Gears of War franchise. And he recently made a statement basically saying that, well, he regrets not bringing over the hero shooter Lawbreakers to the Xbox One. Now, over Twitter, he said that it was a mistake to release Lawbreakers on PlayStation 4 instead of the Xbox One, and that it would have made much more sense to do so. Now, in case everybody doesn't know, Lawbreakers came out in August of 2017, and it received, well, very, very, very mixed reviews and a relatively small player count right off the bat. And his studio, Bosky, well, they ended up closing. They closed down in about Minutes. May. <laughs> yeah, like basically, well, in May, May of 2018, yeah, but not not too long after. Now, Megatron, I'm gonna head to you with this one, bud. Now, I know you have, uh, you know, some some comments about Cliffy B, especially with some past stuff. But do you believe that Cliffy B made a mistake not releasing Lawbreakers on the Xbox One? I think so, man. I think. Um... It was a big mistake because you had huge fans on Xbox that followed his work, uh, rightfully so, because of Gears of War, Gears of War 1, 2, and 3. And um, 
he uh, mucked up. I think he should have just said, hey, I'm going to take my time. And uh, instead of going with the uh, larger install base, um, he should have, you know, just uh, developed the game for all three uh, platforms at the same time, which was PC, Xbox, and uh, PlayStation. Um, I don't know. I think he right now is just trying to sell his book. And, you know, he can probably care less. I think he should have... Uh, you know, he his his reasons for not putting it on Xbox was because it took it was hard to develop for or whatever. It took the time. He didn't have the resources, and uh, he jumped into some comments with, uh, um, if I'm not mistaken, Mike Ibarra. And Mike Ibarra pretty much shut it down, if I'm not mistaken, and said that uh, teenagers can do this <laughs> with no problem. And so I just Te- think it was definitely, teenagers do what with no problem. What do you mean? Uh. D- Develop games game, for Xbox. Game for Xbox. You know, he was just mm-hmm. saying that he didn't have the resources, you know, but if he's developing the game for PC, um, you know, through Windows 10, it's easy to, uh, you know, have that come right over to Xbox because Xbox essentially is uh, Windows 10. Uh, so um, I don't know. I just think he uh, made a mistake. He realizes it and uh, it's kind of coming clean. So and I love the trailer. I was impressed by the trailer when he showed it, and um, and was disappointed when he just went the direction he took. And unfortunately, uh, not to. I mean, it's fun to make fun of. I mean, I get why people would tease him a little bit, but like, I don't know. I I kind of felt bad that his 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 uh his uh work kind of just I, went to crap. A little, you know. Bit. I think I think it was more so. Cliffy B's game came out at a bad time when uh, there was just too many uh, arena shooters, you know, smite-like game. It just there was a lot of that circulate, and some of the ones that did it well did it better than than Lawbreakers. Not well, to say that Lawbreakers was a bad game because I actually enjoyed Lawbreakers. I had a chance to play it. That was the best um, thing I was going to say. Did anybody get a chance to play it? But you know, it is yeah. Cliffy B. You know, he's got that reputation, and that's what he was going I, on. Obviously, recently. I would I would say it was a good game. It was a fast paced game. Mm-hmm. It was very fluid. Uh, it had some unique uh, gameplay elements to it. Some that's never been done before. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think uh, you know because of the market that he was, you know, he brought his game out in, it kind of killed it on its own and killed his company in the process. You know, it's not necessarily what he did, uh, and this includes uh, not putting it on Xbox because, at the end of the day, yeah, you want your game uh, with with more eyes and more more controllers, but um, if you know, why wouldn't he put it on the best uh, online infrastructure around? You know, it makes more sense as opposed to PlayStation. Mm-hmm, absolutely and you uh, got but, you guys got to think about too there's been a whole bunch of them like these shooter like these hero shooters or whatever uh that have yeah. these arena shooters not only is there a lot of them but a lot of them have failed too like you take a big yeah. one such as remember the majority what, have failed yeah no exactly but take for example uh, a high profile one battleborn for example for my mm-hmm. uh, gearbox that one came out and then it just fell flat like nobody was interested in it and a lot of people just saw it as a uh, an Overwatch ripoff in a lot of ways and yeah these and games a, you know, don't last Vader, long. that's another game that I really enjoyed was um you know the one that you were speaking about Battleborn Battleborn mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that game especially the co-op element to it 
Um, but could you have guessed so, that he would have did? He would had you know the sex. I mean, I thought he would have been successful. You know, like I said again, it's Cliffy B. You know, he's got a great reputation for making multiplayer games, and I would have never guessed that he would have failed at this. Um, but hey, we live and we learn. Um, it didn't help that he made some of the comments that he did while yes, he was making was jailbreakers. That, that there was, was a lot of resistance. Like people were. Even if he would have launched on the Xbox platform, some of his comments he may have, uh, you know, kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, I think he the Xbox did. community would have gave a little bit more leeway to the game or a little bit more, you know, benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah. His ego, man, was really just kind of real distasteful. Some of the, you know, how he was responding. You know, some of these are fans. These kids are kids. You know, people are, you know, going out on their kids. You know, I think he'd have been better off just ignoring it. And, you know, he was so concerned about recouping his money and his workers and this and that. Just kind of stay chill, promote the game, and that's it. But he just kept going back and forth. And I just think it, it became childish to where even, like I said, Mike Barr came out and was like, hey, you know, these teenagers are doing this too. You know, you're complaining about how hard it is to, you know, to develop, all, you know, for, you know, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox at the same time. And he kind of shut him down. It was kind of No, he didn't, he didn't shut up. Him down he just he kind of trolled him i mean t- let's be fair lawbreakers budget and 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 boss keys budget is not a teenager's buzz budget at the end of the day you have more on the line as as opposed to some teenager making a game in his basement you, he you could know, have easily walked same. out with phil on on an e3 stage there's that game they just finally closed that uh that finally i think went under what was that game they had that weird bearded guy with that was announcing the game like it was a game competition it was a e3 i don't know if you oh, yeah, remember. Yeah, I remember exactly that, that yeah. game is gone <laughs> and even if that game made it he could have came out on stage showed his offer at least a smidge you know a small part and that could have blown up oh it's cliffy with xbox like fans would have got hyped for it at least there would have been you know there was no it didn't seem like there was that much hype going into it from the PlayStation and PC side. Yeah, like but you gotta remember been. you gotta remember we're the few, we're not the majority. You know, a lot of these a lot of these people don't they don't go to uh people who you know like Cliffy B who make games, they don't know who Sergei Miyamoto is, they don't know who Yuji Naka is. So at the end of the day, they're gonna just play a game that's great, you know, and, and again. Uh, Fortnite and PUBG, they built a culture, a culture, literally a culture, and it's a way of life almost to some people. And it came out at a bad time and it got eaten up by everything else. Oh, absolutely. I tried to find a screenshot of some of his tweets that he was going back and forth with. And, you know, and Mike Kibara, no, it was pretty good. If I remember correctly, it was a pretty nice little firm smack on the hand, uh, Jeremy. Um, like I said, like I'm trying to go through because I screenshotted some of the stuff and couldn't believe it. Like he really shut him down, you know, despite yeah. what you say. He, he, he needed really some kinda... buzz around the game. That was that was his issue. Like if he mm-hmm. had some but then you would have people talking about his game. Oh, it's his next big thing. You kind of had that, but yeah. it was from the PlayStation side. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of but this a, game is a for... lot of that just a lot of it takes money. You can't just go to Microsoft and go, hey, hey, guys, let me do a E3 presentation. No, you can't do that. I don't just... know. I'm pretty sure you can. Like I just said, that game that no one has even played in their life. They had a budget. They had enough of a budget to get on Microsoft stage. And there was a I don't even think they ever finished the game. Uh, Whatever that know. heck that game was called, it was like a battle arena, kind of like a Fortnite. 
but I mean, it's a, it's at the end of the day, it's a business. They pay for airtime. They pay for real estate. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, lawbreakers law and Bosky didn't have any of that. So. How many times did they show below every E3? <laughs> but that was that was a uh, a game ID coming at Xbox. Well, yeah, that's a little Xbox bit of a different too, situation. Yeah. Uh, plus, they had to go back to the drawing board with that game too, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Capybara. Yeah. They they released a couple of games after that announcement, and then they just kind of they had they had to adjust. Yeah, but below, yeah, below took a damn while. They could have showed a, a thirty, a, four, uh, a minute trailer for Lawbreakers, and it would have got buzz because they could have just had a Cliffy or say from Cliffy Beat like on E3 stage coming like exclusive. I, he was willing to go to exclusive with one. What's going to get more buzz and more of your name? That's the thing, more of your name in social media and out there because you're a small game, <laughs> so you well, need that I, out there. At the time, you know, you know the shock, and the small base was small on both sides anyway. at the time, at the time, he had a lot of buzz, and it, whether it was negative or not, you know, some could say that negative buzz or negative uh, media is almost is just as good as positive media because, um, you know, at the end of the day, people were talking about his game on social media, you know, be. Oh, of all the shit he was talking about, he was talking shit. That's you're what he spot on, doing. Jeremy. You're spot on because I remember, you know, they were saying, you know, Gears is dead anyway. This is the next yep. big thing. Lock up, yep. lock it up, lock it up. Yep. You know, make it exclusive for PlayStation. But um, you know, I mean, easy to play Monday morning quarterback. I mean, you know, all hindsight of things, he's just. I think it would have been a better decision for him to yeah. put it on all platforms and yeah, I agree. Kind of delayed it a little bit, you know, because I really wanted to play the game. The trailer looked awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how the game's I, you know. good. I like uh-huh. the game. I thought it was great. But this would have been a situation where, like, Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass was announced. What was it in? Well, it came out what June 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And Lawbreakers came out in August of the same year, so you know, a couple of months difference. That game. I mean, it would have benefited so much from being in an Xbox Game Pass just to have that exposure to that much of a like a, a player base because a lot of people, even right off the get-go, were buying into Xbox Game Pass. Um, you look he could have played it sweetly. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. He could have just went right for the console war BS and was like, you know what? It's going to be cross-play. You know, let them let you guys duke it out. Like he could have played that really like nice and smooth and just be like, you know, it's gonna be crossplay and just you know have us just go at it. You know, you know, they're already saying that this is the next big thing anyway, as far as you know, mm-hmm. first person shooters. So well, yeah. I understand him wanting to go for the install base of the PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. I, I totally get that and I, I understand where his ambitions were. But at the same time, as Fastback is saying, Xbox is known for its multiplayer and its multiplayer shooters that you know a lot of people would have been playing that game. I'm not saying a lot of people would have stuck around, but at the mm-hmm. same time, a lot of people on the Xbox uh, infrastructure would have been playing that game. Hey, um, um, can I throw one thing out in this conversation, please, friends? No. Could, now, could you imagine the difference in this conversation if Cliffy B had access to Game Pass with Jailbreak, Lawbreakers, whatever the hell it was called? <laughs> <laughs> jailbreakers. Yeah, we go we go around hacking cell phones. 
<laughs> I don't know, dude. Like I, I never. Okay, so I'm uh, sorry. I missed that boat. I never played Battleborn. Definitely missed Jailbreakers. Um, I got sucked into <laughs> Overwatch about about a year ago, year and a half ago. Yes, it's a great game, awesome game. I'm looking forward to Overwatch too. Um, but definitely, um, I'm not out there trying to play every arena shooter. And it's grandmother. So if you were trying to get me to switch arena shooters, you better have like God's gift to uh, arena shooters. Yeah. Yep. So. And I think that's at the end of the day, I think that was it getting eaten alive by some of these games that were entrenched in the culture. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And did you guys see the game that had came out right after Lawbreakers from Bosky? It was. Uh, the radical heights the um oh what was it a lot of people called it uh just a mere cash-in because mm-hmm. i mean it was battle royale and it looked a lot like games like the culling uh player unknown battlegrounds and fortnite and you know they released it really it was ooh, it was really rough and critics you know critics are well that name alone, critic. Um, they were very critical of the game, to say the least, and it got ripped and but, immediately. But this goes back to the question. Um, if you don't mind, it goes back to the question I asked. What would happen if, like, uh, uh, Cliffy B came out today with a title like Lawbreakers and put it in Xbox Game Pass or just Microsoft Game Pass? Game Pass. He would have had more. He would have had more of a fighting chance. However, I still wouldn't have thought it would have, you know, it would have made it because of that. But yeah, it would have had a, it would have had more legs, definitely. Well, just look at something such as you know we talk a lot about you know in the previous month, Bleeding Edge, for example, and that's a, I mean, granted, it's a first party game and it went in there day one, but it's a game that's slowly growing. And it's developed this uh, definitely a, a fan base for it. You know, a, multi, a multiplayer arena hero shooter. Uh, not shooter, sorry, uh, melee combat. There's active users to give it the pulse, you know, like Sea of mm-hmm. Thieves, you know, despite what, you know, you know, some of us may think of it when it initially came out, you know, or Rainbow Six Siege. You build on the world. You develop something. You build on the world. You got these active users and you expand, you expand, you expand. And you know, you tweak here, you tune here, and you got yourself a hit. You know, that's just been like the new thing with this generation. I think I think his his other game after Lawbreakers uh had more upside to it. And that game was Radical Heights. Um, I thought the gameplay was unique enough uh to where it could make a splash in the market. However, he ran out of money, his his whole studio ran out of money. Um yeah. But yeah, I think I think that had more of a um, more of an upside than than uh, than his previous uh, installment. But what do you guys think now? Though you think is there room for him in the industry right now? So right now, I think he's doing like plays or something. If I'm not mistaken, or screenwriting or something like that. So, but like for him to come back to the industry, like let's how would you guys feel if he came back into you know gears? You know. This is the this is the issue with Cliffy B. It's not even an issue. I think, I think the gaming industry in general has no place for personalities like Cliffy B because he's too. How can I put it? He's too brash. He's too uh, confident. <laughs> I confident. guess you could say. 
more. It doesn't, maybe it's a bad word, but it rubs people. His confidence rubs people the wrong mm-hmm. way. Whoa, where, can know? we say that? Who's the guy? I call him being being existed. Who's oh, the guy that did uh, Death Stranding? <laughs> What's the guy? Oh, Who's okay. the guy? So that Dima, no, 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 come on. This is I'm, I'm, I'm I not saying he's Kojima, but I'm saying Kojima no. definitely walks around with a confident personality. No, you you know it's what I mean. He, it just rub, he rubs he rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, but what that, I'm okay. saying is what I'm saying is Cliffy. Maybe he's he's burned some bridges. You know, we don't know uh, exactly everything what that went on, and I think I think that's why I think that's why. He's in a later a later point in his life where he doesn't want to do game design anymore. Maybe he burns some bridges and he can't get what he once had back. You know, I, I have no idea. I'm just guessing, but I think that there's some there, where there's smoke, there's fire to that. You know, because mm-hmm. how many how many how many times does people get pissed off on Twitter? Whether it was uh, you know some studio, or I, I've seen studios go at Cliffy B. But he's um, not the only one too. You know, think of uh, no, he he's not the only one. whatever the guy who was making you know scalebound in his attitude. I just think he needs no, to shut up. Yeah. Just, just be no. quiet. Just be. I don't quiet. think. It, I mean, Cliffy's a whole game. different. Cliffy's a whole different beast. These guys are underground. With the guy you say about platinum games, yeah, this guy. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he was more of uh, you know he had that shit face at E three, uh, and didn't talk to any. But again. Some of these guys, um, it's just different with Cliffy. Mm, like, but I don't think. Not that, that, I think you know. The, not that I don't. Not that I don't mind because Cliffy's always been nice to me. Every chance, you know, every time I got a chance to meet him, he was very respectful. He, and to me, he was a great guy. You know, but um, it, you know, you can see on his tweets. I think it just, you know, it just rubs people the wrong way. You can see about with my tweet. I want to read his book. You know, you guys, some of you guys know me on a more personal level. And if you didn't know me, you know, you can say I'm a dick on Twitter. I'm I'm a dick anyway, but um, you know, based off my tweets, you can say I'm an asshole or a dick. You know, but you guys know how I really am. So it's, I think the same applies yeah, with Cliff. Expect that from you. Yeah. <laughs> a fluffy care bear that likes like literally in your name. You know, that's all. He just wants his muffin, and that's he's good to go. Man. So, exactly, like my pistachio muffin. <laughs> but like, oh, I, yeah. you know, I I honestly think uh, this industry is huge, and I think I do think that uh, Cliffy's got like a great mind. And if you could just step away from Twitter, social media, because you didn't have all that back when the gears gears one, two, and three were really out. Uh, just 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 make your game and just chill and let it speak for itself. You see how people react to you. Um, actions speak louder than words. Just, just chill out. You know, live your passion because I think obviously he wants to come back into the industry again. He said he was done with making games. He's done. He's retired. Blah blah blah. Can't take it anymore. Simmer down. Make your games and just you know pat yourself on the back behind the scenes if you want to do that. That's it. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, I mean, it's a lot of. I mean, people. You know, every t- every day, every time I turn around, there's some studio hiring somebody. They're taking one one person from one studio, bringing it to the other. I don't care if you're Microsoft to Xbox or, Mic- or Xbox to Sony or whatever. You're going back and forth, but I just don't think that there's that much talent out there. And he's a talented guy. Um, he's obviously creative, and you just you know just I can accept his faults if he accepts his faults, and you know and, and just says he wants to come back in and make a game and just focus on that and not anything that's happening on social media. Then um, 
um, I'm for it, man. You know, and what's what's happening with the Gears franchise right now? Gears Tactic, I heard, was really awesome. What if he decided to come back and um, let's not throw him under the bus? What if he decides to come back and say, "Hey, let's 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 uh, um, let's go for Gears Six and put my spin on it," and you never know what we can get out of it. It can be a hit. I love Rod. Rod Ferguson is a great guy, um, and you know he was also there, you know, walking with him, you know, making Gears in that franchise. He was there from the beginning. I'll pass. I think the coalition needs to just after they just finish six, move on to a new IP. Like I agree. That mm-hmm. the, the multiplayer community in that it, with Gears, they don't know what they want. It, imagine you know if there's a Twitter in Gears One, that game was a dis- well, it was groundbreaking, kind of groundbreaking at the time for what it was. But the problems that were in that game, like there was cheaters in every game, people with crab yeah. walking, like the glitches in the game were. A crazy amount, but but when so, you play gears on the 360, no, see, I, but that there was just no like big social media like Twitter presence at that time. Even with Gears Three, people weren't on Twitter like that, and so there was a ton of problems that people were pissed about Gears with like the salt off. They they hated it. They were like, this is this isn't fair. Now it's just letting people, uh, new people winning. That's what people complained with Gears Five because they're like, oh, Game Pass, they're getting in new people. Oh, now the Lancers, you know, just taking you down in two hits. It's like it's a cover based hard. It's hard. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> cover. It's hard to get the game. You know what? People, it's very difficult like to get a game balance in multiplayer. So if one person says they hate it and all everyone says they hate it, you can't even put a demo out now or even a trailer for a game that could be a hit, you know, without somebody just ripping it to shreds on social media. Like, this is why they don't want to do shit anyway. There's, there's like 50 YouTube videos back in the day about the sawed off and how like cheater it was and people just pissing and moaning about it <laughs> like you can go back and look at that stuff you can still yeah find it. it's true mm-hmm. that's true or i remember what was it the digger as well people thought it was cheap i think that's what it was called that thing that went underneath the ground i thought it was kind of a unique weapon but uh yeah i mean there's always things you can go back and forth on with regards to gears uh that being said though with regards to cliffy like i don't know like there's there's things I like about him, and then there's things that I don't know. I, I, it's hard to really give him a pass on. I mean, I, I do believe generally in being forgiving, but at the same time, I mean, he's gone on tirades and blocking sprees. I mean, I wish I could, you know, shoot him a message or something, but uh, I, I'm blocked. I think he went on like this weird tirade uh, years ago and blocked me and Tim, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he does have an interesting mind. I think he does, he is definitely. There, there does seem to be some kind of an interest with regards to gears. I think he does want to give them like a couple of pointers from the sounds sounds of things, but he hasn't uh, had any communication from the coalition. So it'll be curious, be very curious moving forward. Not to us, to don't be us. I mean, he probably has been talking back and forth to them. I think he's still friends with a lot of those people. See, I am with Megatron, and I think Cliffy B should be kind of. If he's brought in, brought bring him in as a consultant. Don't give him any real power. Just let him be a consultant to help kind of shape the direction of things and just see how it goes. And if it goes positive, go from there and think about starting about how to integrate him into the company. Not give them any power? I don't know. You know, he's got that ego. Well, with a cons- as, as a consultant role, all you can really do is steer direction and say, hey, I would do this, I would do that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you have the ability to make decisions. Um, but obviously he would, but 
what are they going to do? That's one thing I like about Cliffy B's personality kind of also might give him the ability to come up with some ideas that will be totally original and unique to Cliffy B. Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to put him in a position of power where he can be accountable for the for the 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 fuck ups as well as the praises. Because if it, if it does well, then it's like, oh, that was my idea. You see why I should be consulting? That's me right there. That's me right there. You love that part? That's me. You know. I think this the coalition's issues. They're trying to tell a story of an IP that some of the fan base just doesn't want. They just want all the old people back. Well, sorry, they already killed off one of the best main characters. So. There's what's it gonna team up with Baird? I like Baird. I don't want to hear him. I don't think yeah. that's it. I think just Sorry. think they want compelling characters in a, a compelling world to believe in and the story mm-hmm. to match it. I uh, that's that's my biggest problem with it. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, to me, called the coalition is one of these developers that are have still yet to get over the hump as a top-tier developer in the industry. I know I'll say what you want about you know some of these people that uh, they go to f- to uh, the coalition for you know gameplay or control support or whatnot, uh, but in my opinion, they're not up there with the best of the best, not even close. Well, they're also trying to tell a story within something they didn't create themselves, and it's they're they're pretty still a new studio. That's what mm-hmm. also people forget. But they are they have the probably the best HDR out of anybody. So they have some amazing people doing great work. I think maybe if they just allowed to yeah. create and do their own story completely separate from the you know gears, I think that's where they could really shine. But. It's interesting because it's kind of a three four three industries kind of a situation too. Yeah. It's their second yeah. game in the franchise. The yeah. the first game that they did, Gears Four, they were trying to be like uh how do I put it, like proper stewards, I would say, to the franchise but yet still trying to do something new in the series here's uh halo 4 the multiplayer is what people were what oh it actually had they actually had a story in in halo 4 unlike a lot of the others were like you had to go like kind of read about it well it actually they actually used uh like actual like cutscenes and mocap and actually like other you know ones that actually are more story driven games did back that that but mainly people's problem was the multiplayer doing mm. the loadouts and trying to be kind of Call of Duty-esque. That's where I'm sorry, but the first act in Gears 4 was probably the worst no, of talking all about Halo. time. Oh. Halo 4. Okay. But just that comparison. Now, I like one of the best campaigns in the series. Okay, I would He's- agree with you up until late, the later levels. You know, I think halfway through the game, the some of the level design and the level choices were very repetitive. And it just lost steam. I would agree with you to a certain extent, um, but the story and just the, some of the later levels just did not cut it mm. as far as that goes. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said, though. Like, I mean, the situation is pretty similar. And who knows, guys? Like, going back to Cliffy B in particular, maybe I don't know. Maybe he could lend you know a few ideas to the coalition and. Uh, Maybe they could benefit from it, but it is true though. The guy does have kind of an inflated uh, ego. Hopefully, he's calmed down a bit. <laughs> um, but you know what, guys? Uh, it's definitely interesting to see going forward what will happen with Cliffy, and uh, you know, it's just interesting his lawbreakers comments. But moving on, fellas, and I'm gonna head to another topic. And Platinum Games 
it just always seems to be making the news on the Xbox front, whether good or bad. It just they just kind of come up. And recently, the studio stated that Microsoft hasn't approached them yet about any acquisition talks. Now, of course, Microsoft, they're on a studio spending spree. And Phil Spencer in recent months has even said that he'd like to get a Japanese game developer. Of course, right? However, Platinum recently went on to suggest that it would not be interested in selling the studio. Platinum's Atsushi Inaba uh, said that the studio at this stage would likely be the opposite of what they're trying to achieve. Now, Shock, I'm going to start with you on this. With all that's been said from Platinum, would Microsoft be crazy enough to try to approach them with some kind of an offer? Possibly, but I think there's just uh, probably too much bad, bad blood there. Bad. But um, and you're not even having some of their. I guess that was a Kickstarter game, the one of wonderful 101 that's not coming to Xbox. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would think there's so many out there that they could easily go to that are smaller studios that you know they've had their issues with them before because they've taken on so many projects. But I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Especially for the price they'd be asking for, I'd, I would rather seek out some talent. They're worth, I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not to judge. Seek it. out some talent for a lower, you know, price asking price, and I wonder like what a company like that would be worth. Um, Platinum Games. Platinum Games is probably worth about I want to say anywhere from one point five to two billion dollars. But do they That's have any wild. of their own IP? Exactly. I think everybody owns their IP. Any IP? Yeah. Any game they've made. I forget exactly. They have some nice IP they've created from scratch. Uh, mm-hmm. However, because you know the, what Sega's published a lot of their stuff, I think uh, they own the rights to a lot of their material. Um, and then um, I'm not sure exactly who else. I think Cap. I want to say Capcom is another one. Um, I think they've helped them in the past with publishing. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly. Well, Nintendo's been a big partner with them on Astral Chain. They got involved with Bayonetta. Uh, what else do we have? Yeah. Like, there's uh, they have that game coming out with Square Enix as publisher, Babylon's Fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th- now don't get me wrong; they're definitely a tra- an attractive developer. These guys make A plus quality titles. I mean, you know, some of their older work, especially, have been. Some of the greatest games of, I think, some of the greatest games of all time as far as gameplay goes. I know Bayonetta one or two were masterpieces. I don't know if any of you have finished those titles, but I think they're masterpieces. Yeah, Vanquish. Um, yeah, Vanquish was a very, very good game that yeah, I would like to see. Transformers uh, even, Nation at G one. That's, that's owned by Sega, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think they do own that own that um, own that game, yeah, but. I, now, there um, was an interesting rumor actually going back about Vanquish that I think it was a year ago. I don't think it ever got dispelled, but there was a rumor going around about Vanquish 2 and that Microsoft was somehow involved with that. It would be like an exclusive uh, that never really went away. Just interesting how that came up. And of course, Platinum's <laughs> history with Microsoft is just kind of uh, funny how that uh, all kind of came out. I forget which journalist I- started that. And you know what? I think the bad blood. Okay, the fans were pissed about the whole scale bound thing. Number 
number one because I think the game showed a little promise and a little um, how can I put it? But anyway, something different on their yeah, it was something different. Exactly. Yeah, good point, Shock. Um, but at the end of the day, they made very good games, and people know that Platinum Games uh, what they were capable of doing. I think that what what kind of eked or irked the um, the hardcore gamer was the fact that Platinum Games was a top-tier developer in some in many people's eyes, and they just gave up. Microsoft just gave up on it. Which is more of a reason why maybe they may want to, you know, still consider, oh, hey, you, would you want to, you know, come join the Xbox uh, studios? Because, I mean, you want to shut people up and make a big splash. Hey, let, make the announcement, you know, um, with saying, hey, you know, uh, Platinum Games is all aboard now and scale balance. Yeah. Don't say you're developing the game. Don't say anything about it. Just develop it behind the scenes. Does that mean Bayonetta 3 would come to the Xbox? Yeah, maybe. I don't know because Nintendo's producing it. Oh, well, then. <laughs> Remember how that all works? You know, that's not me. But publishing. I'm seeing them. They announced the scale bound. Uh, you know, you know they're, they're re- reopening that door. Um, I'd be happy with it. So I'll never, I'll never forget uh the e3 where he was there the director was there and he just had a shit fit wasn't saying hi to any xbox fans he wasn't doing any interviews uh, maybe seen him on twitter knew, yeah maybe he knew that this game was you know microsoft was going to cancel it and mm. you know lo and behold seven months later that was that's like, exactly that was like two years before though when he oh you're talking about kamea he came out yeah, there like I'm sorry, two years before out. I think it was canceled. You know, I don't know he, if he came out on that last time. He blocked. Yeah. I think he blocked Phil. <laughs> he was blocking. <laughs> they made yeah. it all over YouTube. They've had several YouTubes all over. You know, all over YouTube. Him blocking people just for the hell of it. You had a guy go out there, all the way out to Japan, just to meet with him to get blocked, to get unblocked, so he could block him. I saw it. It just was like maybe two months ago. I remember a giant bomb stream on that last E3 showing of it, and Jeff Gerstmann's like, uh, guys, I don't think this game looks too good. <laughs> when they had all that multiplayer uh, part of the game, where it was like four people trying to take on a boss, and it was well, okay. really copy. To be fair, to be fair, a lot of the E3 stuff gets built exclusively for E3. They don't even download the code the code to the game, you know, obviously for privacy reasons, so it could get hacked. But they they in back in the days, especially now, they create specific pieces just for E3. So you have a development team creating like a demo like experience just for E3. So if that didn't look good, uh, you know, maybe yeah. they were having. And issues. at that time, the game was like seven about seven or eight months out from release at that yep. point, when it was yep. supposed to release. It got delayed what three times, four? Well, Probably. quite a bit. Now, guys, I, ha- I do have to say this though that Microsoft have made headway with studios that, well, they've had problems with. For example, <laughs> I have to bring up Obsidian because originally Xbox One they had a launch title in development for them and uh, it got canceled. Uh, Stormlands. It was supposed to be an RPG that was supposed to be within like this first six months. And it affected them. It affected Obsidian. And there was a little bit of bad blood from what I was to understand and from reading some articles. But they eventually patched things up. I mean, look at they they got acquired. You look at 
you look at Double Fine, and Double Fine, you know, originally they had made some downloadable games for the Xbox 360 that were actually really good, like Trenched. There was a few other games. Trenched was great. Yeah, Trench was a fantastic game. I, I love Double Fine games. They, I think they made three or four exclusive games, if I'm not mistaken, for them. They even made a Kinect game that uh, I think was called Happy Action Theater, and it was one of the better Kinect games, too. So lots of talent there. But after that, I remember Tim Schafer not saying any, well, just not pleasant things about Xbox, to say the least. And they eventually fixed things, and they were acquired. So, I mean, it's is it out of the realm of possibility for them to not patch things up? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Money talks, man. Let me tell you, when they were funding, you know, scale bound, how do you think those scaled up? In my opinion, (laughs) my opinion, how do you think those other games got made? You have to have two, you have to have two willing parties though. You can't, uh, you can't, you know, somebody with, I would say, (sighs) Someone that was platinum, like the director from Platinum, uh, is a different story. You know, maybe that's why they have such a bad relationship and they're not willing to make headway as far as that goes. But who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. get Itagaki to make a you know ninja gaiden. You know, Itagaki uh, was great. He can't he can't make he can't work on Ninja Gaiden at all anymore. Well, not Ninja Gaiden, but he can make a a successor, copy of it, kind of, yeah, everyone else yeah, is doing it. Well, successor, that's what everybody's doing. I've always floated out the idea if Xbox wanted to cheat a bit and get a studio. He has a studio, I believe, a new studio in Rome at the moment, in Rome, Italy. And I don't know, he's been kind of active on like Facebook, on Twitter, and he's been teasing some stuff a little bit. So I don't know. I mean, they, they could always work something out there technically. If they want to get him, uh, give him, uh, you know, a studio and see if he, with his relationship, can poach some of the Team Ninja talent that isn't making like Neo games. For well, let me tell you something. Xbox. After Itagaki left, and after he left, Tec- Tecmo's never been the same ever at all. So I think uh, when he left, I think a lot of the talent left with him. Who knows where they went, but. It'd be interesting to see Itagaki coming back and making a splash in the industry. I think um, the industry would definitely embrace him, Itagaki, because he's. Uh, I've had a chance to meet him too back in the day. Uh, I forget what year, but he signed. I still have my my signature or his signature on on a copy of Ninja Gaiden. Um, that is sitting in my in my storage. Very it still nice. baffles my mind that Neo's not on Xbox when you had that Ninja Gaiden. You know, it's kind of the successor right now, but you had that whole kind of base. You know, Wait, which Ninja game? Gaiden, which game? Uh, Neo. It's made by Team Ninja, who made Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, have that, that base that was Ninja Gaiden is kind of known more for Xbox, even though they went to PlayStation like <laughs> always a year later with the Sigma version, but. It's yeah. like I that mean, game would easily sell like hotcakes on on Xbox. Yeah, why? It's Ninja Gaiden was a whole new a uh, whole new level. This game was one of the greatest games ever made. I don't know if you guys had a chance to finish Ninja Gaiden, but now I go back and go back and play it on Xbox now, and it still has the same impact as it did, you know, fifteen to twenty years ago when it came out. I forgot how long it was. 
Yeah, Ninja Gaiden 2, I don't think it was better, but the weapons in there were the crazy design of all the different weapons you could play with that Itagaki made was awesome. But back, I remember back in the days, Ninja Gaiden was Xbox's answer to Zelda, and I think he just did an amazing job uh, making an, an adult Zelda-type style game where people embraced it. And I think it was still, still to this day is considered one of the greatest games ever made, the original Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, guys, I just got to ask, does Xbox, do they still need to really address that Japanese developer issue? Do they really need to to grab a Japanese studio? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Just because the like, uh, Sony's getting so many more, especially with now the Chinese devs that they're working with, they're just kind of a getting destroyed in that area. <laughs> so they, yep, absolutely. they have at least their own studio to produce their own first party. So at least they have kind of a presence, even though they're not getting a lot of them. If you can buy a top tier Japanese studio, you can buy a significant portion of the Japanese market by doing so, you know, mm-hmm. because you're going to have, you know, you're going to have games on Xbox going to PC where, you know, you don't have to buy a uh, a console to do so why buy the studio just create a studio i mean is it is that that hard no no because when you buy a studio you're buying the The ips and when you buy you know for example when you buy sega there's a lot of ips that are just treasures that people want um in certain instances where microsoft still owns the ip like let's say uh blue dragon right they own that ip am i correct or no uh, they, I think they, they do. do. Yeah, they okay, do. So, what it. happens when they create a studio and get some people that originated, you know, Lost the development of that game, like Lost Odyssey, Miss yeah. Studios? Yeah. Isn't that a direction they can go? You yeah. take that talent and you know you gain success, and then you you know you bring back those uh, people like you used you always refer to as you know with the three sixties done. Um, well, man, that- a lot of those Japanese games, you bring, you start, you know, to reel those people back in, or at least you don't have them on board with. Uh, but you know what, Megatron? That's what Phil's done. He's went out and, but uh-huh. yeah, he's bought well-known developers, but he's also bought some no names where you know they can create their own destiny uh-huh. and their own legacy by uh-huh. you know creating some memorable experiences. They've done that, and uh-huh. I think now you see them. You know, they buy these smaller studios. And they're going out and building on these smaller studios, putting talent in them, which is important. That's what he um, set out to do. He's he said that on yeah. Twitter. See, this is where it always makes me upset. Where it's like, this is what Don could have done when the guy I forget his name that made uh, Lost Odyssey. He went on to make Last Story for the Wii, mm-hmm. and there was another game that was supposed to be exclusive to Xbox where it just kind of fell to the oh, wayside. But you could have yeah. easily bought, gave him money. Hey, we're going to give you your own studio. Do what you want. Create whatever you want. Like you. Well, right Still now he can with some top tier talent last gen, and we wouldn't be in this issue. We wouldn't have this first party uh, problem at Xbox waiting for their games. Hopefully, this E three or you know June July event. It'd be awesome. Show It'd something be great. But, you know, if he comes out, they come out at the Tokyo Game Show. You know, for twenty twenty, you know, September, and say, hey, um, announce the studio. Then that would be uh, great. Tokyo Game Show is canceled. <laughs> Oh well, I mean, are they gonna do t- well? I know it's canceled, or like something. Around. When I meant like a live event, like how they're doing with you know E three. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't. I didn't really look into the research. But if I'm they could say that they created the, like a new Japanese like like the studio in Japan, I think that's big enough. 
news as well. Yeah. yeah. At least they're going to be poaching talent in the area. That's I think yeah. that's key as well. I think it's going to be curious to see if what the global publishing does and if that comes into play with any Japanese studios. I mean, they, they must have secured some kind of an exclusive from them going forward. They know how crucial the global market is going forward. So. Mm -hmm. So, and that's and, why a buying buying Sega makes sense for Microsoft. You know, I'm not saying that it's you want that. it's happening or gonna. I want that because uh, you're in a way you're cornering the market. You know, you're 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 uh, cutting off what Sony can make as far as that goes. The exclusives that they get on their platform that'd be a huge um, boost to Game Pass. It'd be a oh. huge boost to Game Pass. You automatically get Sega's uh, vast library. Uh, and you get their IPs were, uh, that are worth more than what their gaming company's worth. <laughs> Imagine if they were on an exclusive that's huge yep. in Japan. And yep. you're making that integrated with xCloud where they love mobile yeah. market. And you don't need to worry about lag in a game like Persona. Well, not I, only that, is, can't you do something with the anime uh, as far as Persona goes? You know, you can do something with the anime, maybe creating a TV series or whatnot, or do other forms of media as opposed to just games. Mm -hmm. So I have a bit of a theory, guys. I've mentioned this a little bit before, I think, on other shows. But Microsoft has picked up developers that, I mean, some of them haven't been struggling. But if you look at their track record with how they bought some studios like NXile, Obsidian, Double Fine, these are studios mm -hmm. that used Kickstarter a lot because they they needed the funding to kickstart mm -hmm. these games. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did this with a smaller Japanese studio. And I'll give you an example. Do you guys know who Swery or Swery 65 is? Yes, he created, uh, you know, his pseudo 51, basically the mm -hmm. uh, development team that did D4. He yes. also did Deadly Premonitions. He's also done a, a nice game. Uh, I forgot the name of it, damn it. But anyway, he's a very talented developer that has worked with Xbox in the past. Mm -hmm. And I look at him on the same uh, playing field as uh, with, you know, again, he needs the, he needs the talent and, and funding behind him, which I think he can create. Uh, just memorable experiences as far as that goes. And he loves Xbox. You already mm -hmm. know that. Absolutely. And I I just I have this theory that he's done games recently on Kickstarter as well. Uh there was one called The Good Life, for example. And that one got oh, what about I think he made Shadow of the Dam, right? Or something like that. I forgot what it was called. Uh, Shadows of the Dam. Um that was you a know, 360 title. I believe so. Yes, I believe he that did. That was an amazing Resident Evil type game. Um, that is still it's still underrated in my book. Um, as far as that goes, mm -hmm. what was the game called? The The Good Life. You said yes, The Good Life. And yeah, that's that game's won some awards. I, I think it's finished, if I'm not mistaken. But it it, it is a Kickstarter game, and they also have Dem uh, Deadly Premonition Two coming out. His studio is called Switch, White, yeah. yeah, White, yeah, for the Switch, and his studio is called White Owl, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and White Owl would be, in my opinion, that would be an interesting studio for them to grab because, like Jeremy just stated, it's a 
it's an Xbox friendly, one of the more Xbox friendly Japanese game developers out there. And I, I could just see them being a good fit. I think that would be a very likely studio for them. Maybe not a platinum, maybe not some of the larger ones. But I think if you look at Xbox's track record, that would be a, an interesting start for them grabbing a Japanese game developer that would kind of need the support and the funding in a lot of ways. Yeah, and say what you will about Donnie. I think he did a you know a few nice things while he was there, and and you know having some of these games like uh, Crimson Dragon and um, D Four was one of them because yeah, it didn't appeal to a wide audience in in the states, but at least he tried. You know, what I mean, so I mean, give him credit for that, but not much credit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, fellas, I'm going to move on to what will be probably our last topic of the night. And CD Projekt Red, they're a pretty mammoth-sized studio, and it looks like they'll, they're looking to be the most valuable game company in Europe at this time. Now, in a recent report, CD Projekt Red is said to be worth a whopping $8 billion euros, or just a bit above $8 billion. Euros. Now, in comparison well-known publisher Ubisoft has a market value of, well, just roughly 7.82 billion euros. So they're, they're pretty close, but you know, honestly, this is a huge achievement for CD project red, considering that they don't put out all that many games. Now, Jeremy, you know, I'll head over to you first on this one, since I know how much of an admiration you have for the studio. What exactly has made CD Projekt Red so successful? That's a hard one because it's a lot of things. But I'd say this to think that, um, you know, CD Projekt Red was founded and created in 1994. And I think they got it for like two thousand dollars. Now they're worth $8 billion with over 1,000 employees. And, I mean, really the magic started with, like, The Witcher 2, The Assassins, uh, the Assassins of Kings. Um, the game developed almost a cult following. Uh, and it was still really wasn't well known, like, especially in the States. But um, you guys know the writer of the books. Uh, I think I forget his freaking name. Andres Zapowski, I think his name is. Uh, he's the creator of the books, and the characters were fully realized in the games. They they did loosely based off the books, but the you know for the most part, the characters remained intact. Um, so you know that being said, CD Projekt Red was able to capture uh, what the stories, you know, the, some of the stories that were really interesting. And I think um, like all leading developers today, you know, you could say that uh, it wasn't a, a success like CD Projekt Red wasn't a success until Witcher 3 uh, got it off the ground. You could say with a lot of, you know, some of these take two developers, um, you know, with Grand Theft Auto, they got their first break uh, just to name one or two. But um, they were really able to grow and create um what they really wanted, you know, as far as gaming goes, but people love Garrett, Garrett and the Witcher. Uh, I think after Cyberpunk, uh, they're going to be known like the top three leading developers in the world, if not already. Uh, they got Witcher Four, which is currently in the works, which is easily going to be the most anticipated game of all time, by far. Like it's not even going to be close. 
surpassing everything before it. I mean, just name a game that's going to surpass everything before it. Um, even juggernauts like, you know, Halo and Zelda and Mario, nothing's going to have more anticipation than The Witcher 4 coming out. So interesting story back when I was able to DM Phil before I got blocked. <laughs> but I said... I sent uh, in message to him in jest, but I wasn't really joking. And I told him, you know, I really, really like CD Projekt Red. And, he, you know, he just laughs uh, in hopes to maybe one day get his head, uh, you know, to buy them. But, you know, it's some of the things I was able to communicate to Phil when, when I was able to communicate with them. And, um, you know, yeah, so that's my story. Anybody play The Witcher 2, which debuted on the yes, Xbox? I passed it. Excellent game. Excellent game. And it is one of my favorite games of all time. It's more of a linear game than, um, uh, than you know, part three and a more focused story because there's no wiggle room to, you know, go to another town and start another story. There's no wiggle room. It's pretty a pretty straightforward game. But it's a much harder. It's not as accessible as Witcher Three, mm-hmm. um, so it, that's why. I mean, in the first year, it sold 1.7 million copies, uh, which is pretty good for a developer like CD Projekt Red at the time. But um, amazing game. I mean, for those who've played it, understand um, that it's not a game to be. Um, you know, it's one of these games where you can't pass up. Oh, man, I feel like such a dope for not even finishing. You know uh, what? Uh, go back, go back and finish part two first. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, it's uh, completely enhanced for the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So on your X, they had so it on games go- for gold too. I think they gave it away for games for gold, which was yeah. So even game. if you have to buy it, it's just worth the purchase. Bottom line. Dude, I, I was care what you have so gun ho on the Witcher Three. I'm like, I'm gonna play it on the hardest setting, and yeah. I, and I bought the God, yo. I played the first once I got you got into it past you know the opening, yeah. And you go into the woods and you're searching around for things. I could listen. Every it took me an hour just to get yeah. an inch into the game because it was so damn hard that I get. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna replay the game eventually, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna have it as hard. Well, so now The Witcher, The Witcher is just so popular. I mean, you mm-hmm. see with the TV show coming out, mm-hmm. and now with Part Four coming out, uh, the writer is out of the way now. They were able to give him royalties, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the game and the and the TV show. He's making his money before he dies. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think the Witcher franchise is in a really good place. I mean, man, if if <laughs> I'm telling you, if Xbox can buy them, that'd be an amazing, amazing. Dude, did you, did, you did anybody did anybody see that the fake tweet, Phil? And he made the announcement. Oh, I'm like the, you know that they're bringing you know uh, CD Project Red on board to Microsoft. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Did I, saw I that. listen? I got caught out there. But I put it in the inbox in the group chat. But I've seen people put it on Front Street. I'm like, no, that's not the real thing. But I was blown away. I'm like, you're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? And then I look at it's the fake Twitter handle. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, uh, you know, if if Phil luckily uh, the first tweet I saw was the second one, which was a dead giveaway because it was talking about multiplayer battle royale. I was like, oh, this sounds (laughs) weird. I've always liked the fantasy world, you know, the you know, of uh 
of uh, the Witcher, you know, that, you know, the whole Lord of the Rings thing. I know it's not exactly the same, but I've always liked that. I've always liked the, you know, that fantasy world of the Witcher. But then you got Cyberpunk 2077. I'm like, I'm that curious game, to see. I'm Megatron. curious to uh-huh. Megatron, that game is going to be absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. There's nothing, I mean, the reason why Grand Theft Auto was so popular, number one, it's created its own, you know, but the online aspect of Grand Theft Auto has made it, you know, by far one of the more popular, um, you know, games of all time. But at the end of the day, as far as a single player experience goes, there's nothing that's going to come close to Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. We'll see, because I, I mean, because I, I want to know. I'm really kind of curious of the success of what Cyberpunk um, is going to have, and because you did say that the most anticipated game you think period may be the Witcher Four. So I kind of want to know where people are going to. Want to you know what side of the fence they're going to sit on? If it's going to be that futuristic world, I'm pretty sure it's going to be deep, or is it going to be uh, The Witcher? But either way, I mean that's just like to be able to have those two games out of one studio. I mean, I mean this is like kind of reminds me of the days where, but it's out of one studio. But when, when you had the Bioshocks and the Mass Effects, you know they're kind of there. I think they're at that level. Uh, I think that. it reminds me of back in the day when there was Skyrim competing with. Uh, fallout new vegas okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you i know, guess because they're from told, the same same internal same to the same yeah same internal deals and they're mm-hmm. total different <laughs> even though they're pretty much an open world total different settings total different fan bases <clears throat> they weren't competing hmm? <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> they were they weren't competing they weren't competing Buffett? at all that was cookie actually. Um <laughs> he just tried, dude. dude, they weren't competing at all. Um Skyrim set the bar in terms of uh just what was able what was possible in terms of an open world. You know, yeah, say what you want about Fallout 3, uh say what you want about Fallout New Vegas, but even to this day. You see the appeal of Skyrim has, has, I mean, just today it's still like just a regular game came out and just millions and millions and millions of people are still playing that goddamn game years and years and years later. Skyrim was one of the first games I bought digitally, and I loved it. That was one of the first games I just played it and played it. I had to, I had to get my lazy ass up to put it in the disc. It was right there on my hard drive, and that's when I really started falling in love with digital downloads. It was Skyrim. See, that's yeah. where I started becoming a, uh, I guess, a, a digit. I mean, a picture junkie, you would call it. Because as soon as I found out that they were doing a um, enhanced version of Skyrim for the Xbox One, uh, mm-hmm. especially when it came to the Xbox One X, I went out and bought that that game day one, pre-ordered it. Cool. I mean, on the, just to give you an idea, Skyrim on the Switch is still 60 bucks. Well, I paid for it sixty bucks the day it came out on the Xbox One. That's what I mean. Right. I paid. I paid. I paid. I, paid I think I've paid sixty bucks for Skyrim uh, at least three or four times in my life. Tetris on the Game Boy, Jeremy. It's still sixty bucks. It's probably double that. You know, Nintendo always keeps their value and stuff. But yeah, I see what you're saying, man. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't yeah. ever losing their value. Of their, Nintendo uh, takes yeah. a Donkey Kong game that's twenty dollars on the Wii U officially. <laughs> And then releases at sixty dollars, ten dollars more than it was originally when it released. And all they had was was yeah. an easy mode. 
not like some deluxe version. They let yeah. added Donkey Kong. I don't know, man. Nintendo's mode. notorious to me. I f- figured out their scheme. They rip people off, man. You know those mm-hmm. Pokemon games, exactly. those fucking Pokemon games. <laughs> they charge you separately for cloud storage for Pokemon. Yeah, to, to store the your same Pokemon goddamn in the game since yellow and and yeah. Blue. What is that? I've never played a Pokemon game, but the red and blue, red and blue, and diamond and and circle. Like, what is all of that about? Earl, like, Earl. <laughs> they make you buy two different ones to get the full experience. Now, now, they, come on! You have to get the Seafoam edition. Come on! They they hide <laughs> hard mode for Metroid uh, Samus Returns. You have to buy an amiibo to unlock the very hard mode. What? <laughs> yeah, really? I didn't know yes, that. Yes, that's factual. <laughs> oh my god! I'm this sorry. Is I'm just, I people are buying them damn things like hotcakes. Oh, Nintendo doesn't have DLC. That's DLC right there. You just have to go buy a toy. Oh, yep. Nintendo has DLC. That's Could you sure. imagine Larry Herb coming out on this week on Xbox with like a doll? If you buy this action figure, you can get this mode in a game. But it's <laughs> but it's Game Pass is so horrible. It's forcing all these microtransactions in games. Listen, yeah, no one says anything about Amiibo. Yeah, how does how does Nintendo get away with that shit? By the way, it's Nintendo. They are selling like gangbusters right now. Everything. Yeah, they they're, do, one the they more, win. they're one of the more. They're one of the more profitable video game companies that's for sure they're definitely i don't but to be Same fair thing in the breath of the wild to unlock <laughs> when breath yeah. of the wild came out they had more hard copies of breath of the wild than they had nintendo switches out in the market when that first came out that was crazy bro like it's just because well, people couldn't get a switch and they were just buying yeah. the game they wanted to play mm-hmm. well nintendo's always but you had to buy amiibo for that profitable. to unlock uh they're like the neutral zone Nintendo's like the neutral zone. You just you just allowed to accept them and then take it for what it is. Because I, I have my Nintendo no. Switch and I love it, but I hardly ever touch it. Yeah, I allow <laughs> Nintendo to take it with me with no lube whatsoever. Yeah. Yes, every single day. So Animal Crossing New Leaf, for example, I don't know if you guys saw how many units it sold. It came out the same day as Doom Eternal. And holy crap, uh, New New Leaf has sold close to 13 million copies. They are on the st- they're on the view, they're on Bloomberg. When I'm listening to Bloomberg, you know, I think they also have to think work, they are, they're everywhere. They are they are they're they people are talking about Animal Crossing all over the place. So mm-hmm. it's just Shit selling, man. Yeah, I don't being know the locked in doors really helped that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just that perfect I, timing. I blame Tom Nook personally. That guy is a bloody it's a gangster. <laughs> I, I bought it, but I haven't played it since. Centurion still has no idea who he is. <laughs> um, really? actually, I've heard rumors of Tom Nook, and I've heard that guy uh, like runs a pretty good racket. He does yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody wants a piece of that nookie cookie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. That was a good one. <laughs> oh man. I know. I do not own Animal okay. Crossing. Nookie cookie. That's why I'm, I'm all. When you guys are over here talking about the Japanese studios, I'm just over here like kind of being quiet because I'm like, oh my god, they are saying names I have never heard before. I don't even want to try to interject into this. <laughs> Well, guys, going back to CD Projekt Red, though, you know, very successful company. They, I would say that they've made strategically a lot of the right moves. Like, for example, oh, yeah. they, 
they have their own store, for example, right? Uh, that well, they have their own distribution service. Uh, God. Was it God? Yeah, God Connected, and uh, man, that I think it's just behind Steam, like just for the amount of uh, units that it sells. I think it's one of the more popular distribution services out there for digital games, and yeah, I mean that does very well for them. They've invested very much, obviously, in in the Witcher series, Cyberpunk. They're very engaged in their uh, with their fan base, and yeah, they just they they do quality over quantity. Really, they they take their time, and I think that the player bases realize that. You can even tell uh, even in the switch ports, like you know they they didn't have to do such a good job, but they did. So. And their and their DLC was like a almost game of the year material when they <laughs> released the button one. Fozzie in the chat, Tom Nook is Tom Nook the crook. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Nookie oh Cookie. Dude, dude, well, he is. Uh, my uh, my kids just scared the shit out of some deer right now. Oh my god, they're walking in the front lawn. Kids open up the window and this deer just um, car almost hit him. Oh my gosh! Where's well, dinner? You're out Dang. there and then uh. The Midwest, you know, scoop them up, scoop them and plate them. I don't know. I mean, I hope you uh, don't make them watch Bambi after that. But, uh, yeah. All right, fellas. I think uh, that about does everything for tonight. I think we were going to conclude tonight's show. And you know what, everyone on the panel, some very good points tonight. And, uh, you know, we had a pretty good variety of topics Honestly, guys, awesome show. And uh, you know what? I got to shout out everyone that came out to rock with us in the chat. People like Logic Wins, Kedrian Hardy, Victor. Uh, I'm seeing some new faces here. Hey, Starbuck United. Uh, thank you for joining us. I hope you're doing well in the hospital. I hope you get out ASAP. Uh, Shizno Elite, Andrew Wilkins. I know we had Jago in here earlier. Sorry about your Twitter ban, bud. Uh, hope that gets yeah, reinstated soon. <laughs> Uh, you know, over the uh, Last of Us stuff. Uh, not cool. Not cool. Uh, not liking what Naughty Dog's been doing. Um, Mill, thanks for joining. And a whole bunch of other people I saw. 108 Dragons TV. Hey, how you doing, bud? And My Mike boy. NLG. Oh, yeah. We got a lot, a lot of really cool people in here. Thanks for checking us out, fellas. Uh, remember, everyone, that, hey, if you enjoyed tonight's show, then smash that like button, share the show out, and subscribe. Smash it. Oh, yeah, you got to smash that shit. And, hey, just make sure you're following the show. Subscribe. All right. Now we're going to get on to some of the outros. Uh, start with you, Megatron. Uh, great chat tonight, as always, pal. Where can everybody find you? Oh, man, as always, um, just like last week, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Megatron underscore 1975. You can find me on Mixer and on Xbox Live. Megatron 1. It's, um, yeah, everybody, have a... Uh, Nice, safe holiday weekend. Um, it's Memorial Day. We're going to be remembering um, some of the veterans and the sacrifices they've made. Um, and uh, we'll play some games tonight because it feels great that I'm off uh, tomorrow. So, uh, hey, hit me up. It's the perfect time to hit me up. Play some games. What do you want to play? Stream. What are we going to play? Whatever you want to play, Jeremy. I am free. Uh, well, do you have Red Bull? I mean, because I don't want you to fall asleep. I am wide awake, bro. I am wide awake. I'm but yeah, but five minutes from now, that's I'm, that could be am, that could change. 
<laughs> that's true, but like you know, I had this nice tall can of Mike's hard uh, lemonade mango. Oh, so, I'm just, oh yeah, you're gonna be yeah, I'm you're gonna drunk right now. I'm, I'm ready, bro. No, I'm good, man. I had such a relaxing Sunday. I did a little bit of work today, but it's just I'm ready to play some games, man. It's just you and me both. We've been busy, and I haven't really played anything. I played Shaolin versus Wu Tang. Everybody check that out. You know, it's not the best game in the world, you know, as far as fighting is concerned, but it really gets that nostalgia bug and um, that old school, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah. karate. I love it. I love that stuff. The music, they got everything perfect, man. I, it just playing that game just makes me smile. You know, oh, it has a great soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah, man. It's all classic stuff in there from back in the day, man. It's just uh, yeah. Yeah. to all my people's incarcerated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those who don't make it who don't fake it all right nice jeremy Montana laying down the beat rap, montana rap came over here it's so funny you mentioned <laughs> now i gotta bring myself i gotta bring up one away dragons because i was on i was on you know he's in the chat right now and i think it was saturday night i think it was i was like yo he fell what's asleep up? Too. He Jesus up Christ. And I know I'm mumbling, it. I'm mumbling, and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm done. Like, and he's high energy, he's playing 2K, and, and uh, Steph Curry's just like hitting these threes. And I just all I heard was threes, and I'm trying to stay awake, and I'm just lights out. So, my bad, <laughs> my bad went away. <laughs> it's so funny, it's the truth, man. It's just like, Jeez, man. that's it, man. I was. T- <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm kind of hesitant to play games with you, man. My my experience sucks. Yeah, no, I looked at, <laughs> I'm I'm so awake though right now, man. We had a good show. I'm all high strung. I still want to talk about Cliffy. I'm thinking, what if happened? I mean, I know I'm dragging now, but what if Cliffy decides to say, "Hey, I'm going to sign with PlayStation." Imagine that backlash. Well, you know and how Twitter would what be. If that Mike's Hard Lemonade starts kicking in and you start falling asleep on me buddy again (laughs) (laughs) all right man i'm done talking all right uh shock buddy you're up next where can everybody find you at pal yeah you can find me at shock nero on twitter easy shock on xbox live um definitely a weird sunday is i think this is the first sunday since 1911 since they created the nd 500 that there's no nd 500 today yeah yeah, uh, nobody yeah. cares about cars going in circles. Uh, shock! Oh, not Derby. Never mind. That's not. Yeah, it's yeah the only yeah, the most mind. populated sporting event in the entire world. Yeah, no one, no one cares about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no good show. Uh, a lot of good topics. Uh, but thanks. All right. All right, Shock, good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, the, the Indy is a good event. Uh, Jeremy, I'll move on to you next. Uh, where can everybody find you, uh, brother, besides in Montana on the Great tell Plains? Us, tell us, Muffin. <laughs> uh, you Lay can down. find me choking on a chocolate chip cookie, for one. <clears throat> that was harsh. Uh, you can find me on Xbox Live, uh, Downer Space J. You can also find me on Twitter. Um, it's Lone Master Who. Zero seven. Message me, talk shit, bring it if you're gonna be doing that. But I love you guys, especially in chat. Some of you I hate, but uh, most of you I love. Thank you. Check yeah. out. You gotta check out. You guys gotta meet Downer. You know that is such a front. He's one of the nicest dudes ever. Check him out, man. Don't let all the BS. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> stick. 
Such a great dude. You are a good dude, Downer. Thank you, sir. Yeah, just don't poke the bear, otherwise you know he'll come right at you. Uh, let's see. Oh, and of course, Centurion Pal, uh, fifty cent. Where can everybody find you at? Oh, uh, you can always find me on Twitter, Xbox Live, and YouTube at Centurion One Three O Seven. I also do the Shop Podcast on Saturdays, and I'm right here with you guys every Sunday night on TXR. Absolutely. Now you see, you should have went with it and said you can find me at the club. Uh, yeah, right. You can find me at the club. G unit. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> dude! I come from that era where you know you weren't cool in high school unless you had a Fifty Cent album. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, gotcha. I Centurion. Uh, props to you though. You finally got a piece of your own content out. Um, so congratulations. Yeah, check that out, everyone. It took you long enough, but hey, you made one. So I give you credit where credit's oh, due. Working, yeah, now I'm working on one about scorn, and then right. uh, uh, yeah, definitely got. I want to actually kind of do the bright memory one. That game looks pretty freaking sick. What do you guys think? Mm. We should talk about it. You should do like some well, 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 uh, brainstorm behind the scenes. I got an idea. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely. It's I love actually. I want us to do more together. I want us to play games together. Heck, um, I enjoy making content. I just enjoy being part of this whole little group in the you community know what? in general. Centurion, first, you need to send me a picture of you. I promise I won't masturbate to it, but send me one. <laughs> that sounds kind of like your profiling. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, just send me a picture, bro. I gotta, I gotta see who I'm talking to and put a, you know, a face to the voice. See, I'm almost curious to be like, so why don't you describe what you think the face to the voice is? Oh man, I've had people. Uh, uh man, I've had people say I sound different than the way I look. Hmm. Hmm. Like gotcha. Shockley, you know, Shockley is like this massive white boy, but in in reality, he's actually, you know, just the voice, smooth and sexy, kind of like a Megatron. Like, I don't know what Shockley looks like either. I don't know what we should all go on camera one day. That's my face. <laughs> it just has oh my God, <laughs> funny. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. What we have a podcast where we all have cameras. This shit ain't gonna never end. Dude, you're gonna, <laughs> dude, the day that comes, I would have to go out and buy a camera. I don't own a camera, so. Well, that's I mean, why. You don't have a connect? Huh? <laughs> a connect? No, I do not have a connect. Uh, now, uh, Tim had to drop out earlier, uh, but of course, you can find him on the RDX podcast on uh, Tuesdays and uh, was it oh, yeah. XCloud Tim Dog on Twitter? So. You know, you can holler at your boy Tim Dog there. Uh, mm-hmm. Damn right. I for the listeners, you know, if you beat Tim enough and you get on his nerves, he gets what you call a Twitter headache, which it actually affects his brain. So tweet him as much as you can. DM him. Get on, your, get on his nerves, and he'll get a Twitter headache, which drives him crazy, and he'll get off Twitter. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> uh twitter headache tim i don't know he's he's at it uh at like all points of the day so if he if he didn't have a headache already i'd be surprised but uh guys of course i'm invader you guys can find me on my channel my youtube channel invader gaming and of course i'm pretty active on twitter at invader underscore one eight eight six 
Of course, guys, it was a fantastic show tonight, and we can't wait to see you all next Sunday evening. It's been great, fellas, and uh, have a safe uh, holiday weekend. So have a good night, folks. Be safe.